Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I've got Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening to you. And we've got Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Yo, yo, up, down, shoot him in the leg. Pulling out the old school. Yeah. So, um, all right. This show is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com is our website. Uh, let's see here. Rod holders, everything should be up up in stock. I did put um, just this week, actually right after the Muskie Max, not long after the Muskie Max, I put what was left of the stingers up on the on the website. And you might ask, why did I do the stingers? It's because I knew I had enough stingers to cover all the wholesale orders. So I had some extras, so I threw them up there. And then last week, if anyone paid attention to Facebook, I put up a post saying, um, actually, it was earlier this week. I I don't know. It could have been a couple of days ago. I painted up some more stingers last Saturday, and I put those up. There are still some left. If you are looking for stingers, um, if there is any raptors left after we get all this stuff sorted out, it's still a mess over at my place. Um, I will put them up and make the announcement on social media. So that's what's going on there. Muskie Tackle had a giant box of baits go out this week. He should probably be getting it either today or Friday, I would imagine. I hope it didn't break apart. Like, <laughs> it was a big box. And we used, like, a half a roll of duct tape and not the cheap stuff, the good stuff. And it's still, it's like, you, you always get worried. You know, they're going to throw something around and they bust open and then we've got a real problem and... But I haven't heard one way or the other right now. So, um, anyways, I'd uh, keep an eye on his site if you're looking for baits. And we're just, we're not quite done, but we're really close to being done with Team Rhino. He's got a big order as well. Um, so, probably in the coming weeks, keep an eye on them for when they get their order. Exclusive colors and standard. And... Um, that's all I got. Muddy Creek, how are you? I'm doing good. Muddy Creek Fishing Guys, mcfish.com. Get a hold of us if you want to fish up in Chautauqua Lake starting one through November. And, uh, you know, still got a few open dates here that, that we're trying to fill in Pennsylvania, April, May. Uh, so if you know when you're wanting to come up or you know when you're going to be up there on vacation, get a hold of us and we will get you out there and get you on some fish. Uh I'll do the uh, St. Croix rods. That's what we're going to be fishing with. We're going to be using some St. Croix rods. You know, within years, great stuff, great warranties, all fishing all types of rods for all types of fish. So uh, we love those trolling rods and also some of the, the, the uh, tournament series casting rods we're using. Uh, they've been uh, good, good to us for years, and we use them. Vance? What kind of boat do you fish out of? Rangers, and get all your Ranger needs at Dick's Sports Center. Uh, they just celebrated their 30th year. I feel like they've been around longer than that, but um, they just celebrated 30 years uh, of being in business and being at the top of the business. Uh, that is because they have great customer service and um they have new boats in stock now. Um, they have 
used boats in stock now. Um, of course, this is like the dewinterization and uh, get your boat ready for the summer uh, season. They're probably very busy right now. If you need something done uh, correctly, and if there is something faulty on it, uh, somebody who picks up the phone, uh, call Vic Sports Center. Um, they've they've been nothing but helpful for to us for the past whatever six years or what, however it's been out of their thirty that they've been in business. Um, and again, shout out to Ranger Boats uh, for for uh, sponsoring us as well. Very good, and also Aqua Traction. So. Like Vance just got done saying, people thinking about pulling out their boats. I've seen a couple boats driving down down the road behind trucks, and uh, there's a lot of open water where I'm at, even though we got a foot of snow the other day. We talk about the crazy weather like old people talk about it, but um, if you're looking to uh, do a little upgrade on your flooring, you know, like pretty much most of the time when you're fishing, the only thing your body is touching is your floor. Why not invest in something that's going to help you out? Better grip, better styling, helps you with your calves. What's that? Papa John's. Papa John's. Yeah, better ingredients, better pizza. (laughs) That will not help you with your fishing. In fact, it will distract you if if you're like me and like pizza. It'll stop you. It'll It'll stop stop me cold. It'll get you going back. It, it, it'll make you fish from the, the docks for a while. That's probably for sure. That's absolutely true. But anyways, if you're looking to upgrade your flooring, uh, be sure to check out Aqua Traction. They've got great social media. Uh, our local dealer is AMF Marine. You can uh, get a hold of Nick at AMF Marine. Um, that is his website, Nick at AMFMarine.com. So, um, you know, great to work with. You know, it's surprisingly affordable, so I would definitely check it out. It's I've told you for years, it's stain-resistant. It's 100% cross-link polyethylene foam. It's closed cell. It's not going to absorb. It's going to dry real nice. has great styling, excellent warranty. You're going to love it. So be sure to check that out and, uh, you know, definitely weigh the pros and cons before you start spackling down vinyl or carpet. So. I saw this. Uh, I saw this with a couple boat companies. It's pretty much coming as a standard option right now. This aqua traction. Okay. And, and um, like instead of the boats that had carpet vans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but as you know, if you are subcontracting out something, and it is considered an option on the boat, uh, that's where the put another thousand into it came from. However, I think I've looked at it and because it's an option through, uh, say a boat dealer or whatnot, it's a, it's a little pricier Mm -hmm. and we can just say like full disclosure, you know, my boat was done. Uh, you're looking at somewhere like when, when they first came out 18 to two, with all like the, if you want fancy things on it, like your gunnels done and, uh, you know, the Muddy Creek logo in it and, and things of that nature. And 
then 1880 was somewhere around like 16 to 1800. And this was for like a teak design, maybe two. You could put logos on it. Plus the whole place was, the whole boat was wrapped. Uh, or, I mean, uh, the whole boat gunnel had everything on it. And that was directly from uh, an aqua traction dealer. So what I would say is, I don't think that they're going to be phased out by any chance, but I think that I could see local dealers getting so busy with boat orders and boat contracts that they're just kind of uh, working with, say, a uh, boat dealer like Vix or something like that. So if you have a floor that you want to get redone, it wouldn't be a bad idea within, uh, you know, maybe these next 24 months to just try to get out and get to a private aqua traction dealer like Nick uh, prior to it just being uh, completely an option across the industry. Because I think people are paying attention to that and boats are like, yeah, okay, we can, we can make some money off of this if we just up it by however many percent to make it a, make it a thing, just like how we, uh, you know, screw people over on baits. You know, it, it costs us a penny to make baits and we sell them for 20 to $50. Uh, very greedy people. Um, but just something to look at. Because I saw tin boats with like uh, my old Alumacraft where it was like the vinyl option for like my 2013 boat and it's not that anymore it's the aqua traction so um and they used to be you could either have vinyl or carpet and it wasn't like a price difference at all it was just like you know pick your poison but i did a little research with it and it was uh it was just a, a bit more pricey so you know if if you're in the in the market for a, some flooring you know, maybe reach out before all these private dealers go, uh, you know, get hired by a big boat company. Very good. If I sound like crap, I got a couple things going on. I got a cough that hasn't gone away. I think Todd can know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I'm going on like three weeks of this thing and, um, I also, I've been, I, I don't know, at night I've been chewing on my tongue and it hurts so bad. I don't know why, but, and uh, guys, remember how I was complaining at the Muskie Max about this? It's the other mm-hmm. side now. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> heck is going on. Yeah. You got a uh, pink throat as I get a lure throat every. I Yeah, I, I hope not, but I hope, I don't want to be inhaling that stuff. <laughs> I try to yeah. wear my mask, but yeah, yeah. that's that stuff. Anyways, so Musky Max. I mean it. It came and went quick. It came and sure. went. Qu- we get ready for it, you know, and then it just is so quick. Over. It, we we essentially start planning for it in December, and we, you know have so much riding on it and it's pretty much all we're working towards and other things of course are are mixed in there but it's it's what we're thinking about when uh when we start to 
pour the baits, paint the baits, finish the baits, all that stuff. And it does, it goes so quick. I think that was like one of the first thing I said in the car when we were driving home. I was like, man, that went quick. It was over. It was, yeah. it's and, over, how, and it's it, been, it's two it, weeks now. Two weeks, <clears throat> it's been over. It's been over and we're still kind of like recovering from it. Or like the, these other people were like, yeah, we're going to Minnesota and then Wisconsin. And, you're like, okay. and then we're going to the Odyssey this weekend. And Yeah, it's just like, well, man, geez. Like, I, I get it. Like, we could do that if we didn't have, like, a wholesale. And I didn't have a job. Uh, gig. Um, and, I mean, we could do all of it if Todd and myself didn't have a job either. Uh-huh. You know, we could just be bait makers all year round. But... Um, there's it's just crazy that you know my like a show like that it's so important to us and pivotal that we're thinking about thinking about it around the holidays like the big holidays and christmas and that and then you just do all this work kind of zombie like and forget like essentially the first four hours of the show and forget something that we need to take there. And it's like gone in a blink of an eye. And it's, 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 it's fun. It's like our day to like, we done, we done all this work and now it's gone. Having said, having said that, I do not want to do, you know, like three day shows. Yeah. No, three three day shows not good. <laughs> three day shows are terrible. I mean, like for a for for something that is is like musky bait oriented, those people on the days that are open, boom, they're there to they're there to get get out and and really around our area start fishing. Uh, but those like those three day shows where they were on Friday. And then Saturday, and then Sunday, and you're just like, God, you know, it's not, it's not as uh, appealing, um, and it's, it's not as like uh, rewarding, if you would, when you know, none of us are talking to one another for the first four hours outside of like, excuse me, get out of the way, I need this, you know, uh, it goes so fast, it's like kind of like bittersweet, and I just. I really like the way that that thing's set up, but that's what happens after years of just being successful at, at putting, promoting a show and, and putting it on. I can't believe that uh, I've heard Sean announce there when we were there that that was the 10th, 10th year of the Muskie Max. Is it 10th year of the Muskie Max? Yeah, and, crazy. But, like, pr- prior to that, the Butler show, that was not considered... The musty no, th- no, th- no, that that can't be the tenth show. That might have been the tenth year, right? Well, then that would have been the the tenth because Max because show. but like but like we just called the other one the the Butler show. That was the tenth year that Sean and Todd Lee Party took it over. But did they ever have it when it was at Butler? No. Well, yes, yes. They did you one year. I think the first year they had it that day's in. I remember, and then we were at that Sheraton for two or three years, and it turned to a Hilton. Then we went to that other place, and that's the fourth year there. So, I mean, that's 10 years already. Okay, wait. Let, let, me, let me think about this, because there was that 
really small room in Butler. And that coincided with the actual Butler fishing show that was moved to a church that year. Do you remember that, Todd? Yes, that was an overlap. And that was... That only happened once. Yeah, it only happened once. And then the Butler fishing show went away. The Butler fishing show was the one where, uh, you know, the first time I think up a... Well, you did that little booth at... uh, Moraine. At Moraine. And then the next year, that was before the Max uh, started. And that was at the Butler High School. Yes, I and did that, that show, but that like, was separate. It, it, it was yeah. the usual. It was somewhat of the usual suspects showing up to an area and have it, having a booth. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like the same people just showing up to these areas, and then it was like, well, you know, now we're overlapping weeks. It's this this week, that week, and then the Leah parties come in and blow the doors off. From- Blow the doors up. Go from from Butler to seventy to Route seventy nine, a uh, uh, Sheraton right off there that you can still see to this day, which was lovely. And then it just kept going from there. And and in those ten years, so you think about like three to four moves. Yeah, I felt I felt like it just like progressively was growing. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, there was that one in the Butler, Butler, that hotel. <laughs> then it was two years at whatever hotel that was that you can see off seventy nine, where. Point yeah. Okay, that one of those ones was when we we met up with Brandon Lilly, and we didn't know who he was, and he went with us to like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and we watched the we watched the Connor US McGregor. Party. Yes, M- McGregor Diaz. As long ago as that was, yes, McGregor Diaz won, and Ronda Rousey fought on that undercard and got kicked in the head and lost. McGregor got upset. That was freaking just a, that was a really fun time. So it was at that hotel. How many times? Two, at least two. I think three because the third. I think three. I think it was under renovation the third year, and they turned it into a Hilton. And it was a nice location and everything, but you know, in talking to Sean, he's like, "Yeah, now they changed to a Hilton. They went three times as much for us to rent yes, this." Yeah. Okay. And so they moved to that. We went to old the, hotel. Yeah. Remember when it was by the airport? Yeah, that was when Andy met his good friend. Yeah, Jeremy Spatafore. Holy shit! Your name dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he now? He's he's not well, even around. <laughs> I, no I hope he's around, but it's it's probably he's also surrounded by other people watching him with that are armed. But that was Andy's buddy that I see. I saw that guy. I I can't believe we, we name dropped it, but who cares? The gloves are off, and Andy looked like he had a stomach ache, and you were like, it "Just I'm like, what's wrong? It's just something about." Something about this guy, I just get this weird feeling. I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong? And then I'm like, oh, it's that guy. I'm like, Andy, that's that's uh, that's city drugs. It's okay. <laughs> so I want to tell a story about this, and it's not a bad story, but it's a memory. <laughs> We're setting up the booth. I think it was Friday or something. I don't I don't even remember. Or early on Saturday, I, I don't remember, but. There was a guy, like 
like, I don't know, head of maintenance or head of whatever, whatever. He was a guy that worked at the hotel and he was, he had his booth set up and he, he had like a very confident attitude about what was about to happen down in at this show. And this like worker who could, who's basically working his last few days before the hotel gets demolished or whatever. It's turning into an old folks home. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. It was like the last event they held there. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's just, he's, he has this look like I'm doing this for a paycheck. And like, Jeremy pulls this guy, he ropes him in, and he was showing him the different paints and talking about the baits and this and that and whatever. And this guy's completely has no idea. And he's just sitting there doing a sales pitch to this guy, and the show isn't even open. (laughs) The guy, you know, like if, if you work, like if you're a jobber. And like something like that happens, how annoying that is. Mm-hmm. You're just like, yeah, okay. That guy probably went home and he was like, you're not going to fucking believe what happened. I was just trying to say. He was cracking the top off a beer. It's like, this, this is... insane person talked to me about this like rubber eel look, like trying to describe a musky bait to somebody that has no idea what it was. And just like at that home at the dinner table, like, I got a. I got to reconsider my life choices because I can't have many more conversations. Well, they were going to be made up for you here very quickly. (laughs) Like as soon as we packed out, the wrecking crew came in. (laughs) Eddie, do you remember that? Get that guy you're talking about. Now I know who you mean. Remember me getting a hold of you? He he had a. uh, No, he was a he 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 guided us under the table. Well, well, he call, he was. I remember calling Andy. I was like, "You never has a spot." Actually, Vance, it's done. He 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 got a spot, and he was there for like ten days. Was there for a long talk, time, yeah. But you talk when it was before you had your permanent site there. And that's yeah. where they and they stuck him down, and I couldn't believe it. I, I drove. I was like, you know, I got home. I drive in. I look over, and there's that guy standing there. Uh, I said, Andy, did you jump very oh, recognizable would, how long is that guy here for and he's like oh he, he, he's here for two weeks Not, i was like really oh cool like whatever but then like he uh well he found stuff out about the lake that the dcnr didn't um even know about uh, nor did we people you know people that spend time on like he found shad and pike and and all this stuff and while he was at the uh campground like chirp yeah he was like he was he was doing guide trips there <laughs> uh obviously with none of the with his wife we, yeah with none of the prerequisites that we have to do to be legal there and like, the guy at the campground like came up i think to you thought and was like yeah, this guy's like doing guide trips, and I was like, you know, you know, do you know Todd Buddy Creek fishing guides, whatever? And he was like, I have no idea who those people are. <laughs> yeah, who was it? Like something. I, I remember something being said, and I think it was directed to us. And he's like, I'm not familiar with those people in the industry. 
Like that was the yeah, answer. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting at you're sitting at a campground that has like muddy creek all over it. And you know, one of the one of the two guides that has a permanent site there and knows people and <laughs> going up to him like there's a new guide in town. Yeah. Wasn't he like <laughs> like pitched a tent or slept out of the car or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, man, I don't remember his thought about there it. There were six, you know, six, six entries to the car, four doors, <laughs> the trunk, and then the passenger door or the yeah. passenger driver's seat you could crawl up underneath and get in because there was a giant hole it was insane trying to book like he was running around just trying to talk to everybody at camp trying to book trips like my neighbors my friends were like crazy guys trying to take people musky fishing (laughs) (laughs) then he went to a pike so i know he went some other he was he went somewhere else but then he also claimed that he caught a tiger on oh yeah yeah and he girthed it with like a Stanley uh, 12-foot, you know, tape. Like that... yardstick. <laughs> no, it was a, like, uh, why am I? Why, uh, like a tape measure. A, a tape measure. A, a standard carpenter style tape measure. <laughs> that if you would try to girth something, it would be like clink, 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 clink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll go off. around this better if I leave it loose. <laughs> It's extremely sharp. That was that was just uh, that was a great one, and it was only there for at that one year. This, I think my favorite place that I've ever done a show. Remember, there were there was ponds in the center of the building, and uh, mm-hmm. it was it, it was kind of a little bit like uh, the one in uh, Chicago that they ripped down. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but this one made a little bit more sense where it was like uh, check-in uh, yeah. <laughs> congregation area that like is really nice. They had plants in there. It was yeah. three three levels, like see-through elevators, and then a giant uh, room to have something like a conference room where we where we did it. it was It was quite nice. It was a, it was a beautiful place. So I can see why that they turned it into. Home. An old, an old, old folks home. Yeah. I, I also remember that was probably my favorite hotel room. If you remember, it was like an underhand throw away from from the actual like where the 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 event was held. We just had to like cross kitty corner the hallway, and we yeah, were on yeah, that, right. that corner room. You walked through. You walked through the garden. Yeah, just the the and edge it, of it. And you were there. Yeah, it was super nice. There was also a, a restaurant there as well. Yeah, yeah. We we had Vance and I. I remember vividly. We had a laughing attack for uh, something that we sent to Dale via text. Oh, yeah, and he's like, he that. looked at his phone. We're laughing, and he was talking to someone. He looked at his phone. He put it down, and he goes, "That's a shame." <laughs> and then he just kept going on. Yeah, I think we ruined that conversation. <laughs> Because, like, at the table, we were just acting like children laughing. Yes. But oh, it was funny at uh, the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it still is. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it, it still it's, is. And it's still it's, there. It's still funny, so. It's never now. Yeah. 
Yes, there's like the like so many memories of the Musky Max that just yeah um <laughs> that are uh, legendary to us. Lots of stories. I heard, I heard rumor that, that they might be moving again. Really? Yeah. So, what well, I, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but that room that they're having it in. <laughs> Now the, the the lacrosse field or soccer field, wherever they play in there, yeah, that building they're 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 doing something to that room. So who knows? I could, that would, I could see them try to like ramp it up and make it better, and then it's going to be under construction for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's I mean, things. Yes, be a uh, another ice rink at one point when the Penguins were there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, that's what it was, but now that uh, they turned it into that, but yeah, there was, I can't even, I can't remember what someone told me, but plans of doing renovation or something. So we'll see. I didn't hear that from Sean. I heard it from, uh, some other workers. So. Okay. Well, we, we usually like what the musky max is like put in for next year's uh, during during that weekend, like, okay, we're good to go. We want we, the same boat. It wasn't always successful. Sometimes Sean's like, listen, I'll make an announcement. Yeah. And trying to jam money down his throat. And and it's it's probably because of that. Like, you, you don't know what the venue's going to do. And obviously, <laughs> we, it's bounced around for, you know, in 10 years or whatever. It's had about four different venues. Yeah. But it, it hasn't... Sh- it hasn't uh, shot away the public, so I really like that that venue. I really like our spot there. Um, and that would stink, but I'm sure it would be just fine if we moved again. Always has been. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, trying to think of anything notable to happen, it was just, I would say... Driving down, it was like a rainstorm. We forgot the we forgot um, we didn't have enough Allen wrenches. Okay, so so yeah, that, so prior to that, I that's, was uh, prior to the Muskie Max yeah. Thursday night after the podcast. I think I was putting together a a order for rod holders, and I'm after like, after we just got done talking about, there's one thing that you can mess up in the show. Oh, right, that, and, I, and and flashbacks. So, anyways, I'll, I'll talk about flashbacks. The um, what is it? So we we get down, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I I get bags of of a hundred Allen wrenches. So I include Allen wrenches with my with, with the holders. And I'm like, where's that other bag of hundred? I know I got it. And I'm like digging and looking and ripping and tearing. And I'm like. Oh crap! I got like seven or something like that, and I'm like, this isn't good. And it like, if I had known like a couple hours earlier, I could have got what I needed ordered, and it would have been there on Friday. No big deal. However, it's too late now. And flashbacks of the previous year with the bolts mm-hmm. started started coming in, and oh, not crap. that bad though. No, because that was absolute last minute. Well, I'm like, you know what? I'll go ahead and find these. I'm going to make the phone calls tomorrow at work. Someone in Erie has to have them. Mm -hmm. And I went through 
Fastenal. I called Granger. I called a place called Perry Mill. I called another another place. I'm just I'm like you. T- you, you texted me. You you might have to be making a stop in Erie. Well, I was I was seeing what you were doing because I would have I we go to Erie enough for errands, but if I didn't have to go, well, actually, what I could have I could have made a trip up there. However, we were shorthanded at the shop, and it would have put like a big inconvenience. So I'm like, well, Vance lives by Erie, and I was thinking initially, Fastenal would have them because that's where I buy them from historically, and it's not that far from you, a couple miles. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we'll have to order them. And I'm like, how do you not carry these? You know, I buy these yeah. in the groups of hundreds. And it turns I, out they're extremely. It's an extremely popular size. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's something. So I ended up calling. Out, I had like two places left to to call, and like I'm like, I think I'm almost guaranteed the last place would have them. But it would alter but our still, route. It would alter the route that. to go to yeah. Pittsburgh because I, de- I'd go through okay. Meatville. Yeah, if you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're you have all these places you start with, and you got two left, and you're like, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, no, nobody has these. Let me get back on the phone. Yeah, and and I just keep getting you know struck out. There's another place I called Cross, and. Uh, Anyways, all these places that I thought should have, and I'm not looking for a ton. I'm just looking, get me through. And like the last place I, I called, you know, it was this hardware store that took over this bolt place. And they're like, yeah, we, we've got them. And I'm like, well, how many do you got? And they're like, well, how many do you need? And I'm like, how many do you got? And he's like, ah, let me go and count. You know, it, it was just like, he thought I was like, I needed one. And it was going to, and he's like, I think we got like 43. I'm like, put them all in a bag. Like they're mine, and and he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, get, I I'm taking them all." <laughs> and you know, and, and then it, it kind of like dawned on them. They're like, "Oh, okay," and you know, I I say the business name, not not the bait name, because no one's gonna know. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you've got an account." I'm like yeah, like I I kind of I introduce myself with my name and whose company I'm with. <laughs> like take me seriously. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, I'm Andy Zomchek with Stark Enterprise. That's right. Perhaps you've heard of me. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I got I, I got Vance lined up, and he went over and he he grabbed him. And you know, if if you want to tell your side of the story, well, I mean it's the reason the lights are on in our house right now and we have connection. I pulled off the biggest sting, uh, in 2023 when he said, where are you, why are you buying so many of these things? And I said, Oh, uh, we use a lot of them. I'm being very vague. He's like, well, I guarantee you I could beat anybody's price. And he was like, how about 50 cents a piece? And I was like, about 40. He was like 45. And I was like, done. And that saved us. That saved us about like two dollars. <laughs> Originally fifty. <laughs> so it, sa- it saved us two dollars. It saved us. <laughs> so and it still it still did not beat the price that uh, where we usually get these things. But 
it, it got us out of a pickle for the max. And a funny story to continue on with this place that we that that we got the uh, Allen wrenches from. So I started running low on the on the bolts, the bolts that we used last year that that were like drop ship. Those had been long gone, but a whole nother thing. And I would usually get these bolts from Fastenal. And then, so we got back from the Muskie Max, and I call up Fastenal and I said, "Listen, I need." I want 300 Allen wrenches and 300 of 5 sixteenths, 18, three and a half inch long stainless steel socket button heads. And they're like, okay, um, let me get back to you on that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't have these? Like, like, <laughs> all right. So the kid comes back. He goes, all right. He goes, the Allen wrenches, they're no problem. Uh, he goes, the bolts, um, we can get them, but they're back ordered. I'm like, okay, like, what are we talking? A week? Uh, our computers show they're 20 weeks out. Oh. I'm like, that's that's not going to work. He's like, so you don't want me to order these? I'm like, would you wait six months for an order? Oh my so Maybe a car, but not a bolt. <laughs> right. You know, right. Maybe a boat, but not a bolt or something. So... I call up the, the same the, the, the same place that we got the Allen wrenches from in a hurry, and I explained who I was, and again, it just went over their head. Like they, like I might as well be the teacher off Charlie Brown. Like they can't understand the word I say, and I'm like, listen, I'm looking for a unicorn right now, and they're like, oh yeah, try me. Like they're gonna be like <laughs> like Wild West. Like I'm the fastest draw here. I'm like, I don't think you're gonna have this. <laughs> And the and I, I explained, I'm like, I need a three and a half inch long stainless steel five sixteenths eighteen button head cap screw. And they're like, What? Like they're like they're like, I don't know if we're gonna have any of them. And, he, and he's like, You know what we do? He goes, I got like four. How many do you need? I'm like, three hundred. <laughs> and he's like, Are you serious? I said, I'm hundred percent serious. And he's like, all right, let me look this up. And he's like, all right. It shows I got 4,500 in San Francisco. And I'm like, give me 1,000. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, the other place is 20 weeks out. There's 4,500 in San Fran. I need to make sure. And he's like, all right. He goes, well, okay, they're in groups of 500. He goes, I'm going to order extras just so you can have some on the shelf. And I'm like, finally, someone gets it. They're going to have something in stock, and I'm not going to be worried that some schmo off the street is going to be like, hey, I need need 500 of these. Mm -hmm. A a very oddball but very specific bolt. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. And the crazy thing is uh, they were 20 cents cheaper apiece than anywhere else we've been normally getting them. No kidding. And I didn't even have to whatever. So I'm just like, I'd sooner have them than not. Mm-hmm. Buy them up as soon as you hear twenty week wait, and you look around and trains are falling off the tracks and banks are collapsing and balloons are flying. Give me a thousand of these now. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's almost like in the fourth quarter we have to like uh, do like an ocular pat down of what the heck we have laying around. It just it, it it sneaks because we we it's uh, yes it sneaks up on you which is a good thing, but 
we're concentrating on the baits so much and everybody's doing this and Andy's painting mm-hmm. your making rubber board baits and and you know that's all been Andy, you know, the rod holder and I look in there and there's you know forty different bins with bolts for all the stuff that we do. A couple and, of planos. Yeah, planos you know. filled with you know this size screw and that size screw and this for this and uh yeah. And it could you could easily just pass that by and now the show's coming up and it's like, oh, I got ten of these. I'm gonna need more than that. This would last oh, me it, a couple weeks at the house. Yeah. It'll last me a half hour at the show. It's two orders at the show and they're gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, say you did have ten. If something comes in on like a Friday night order before we're ready to leave, or a Thursday night, and it. I it, it, is that that's what happened. It if it wasn't came, for that order, an order came in last second, and that's what led to you looking for parts. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so that was a blessing in disguise uh, for that to happen. But when you're when you're dealing with that much volume on stuff, and I'm sure there's other companies, but for a small business, when uh, you're dealing with that many units, it's easy to be like, oh, well, this bag's light. I definitely have some under here that's, you know. That have gotten to... shuffled around when we were digging shuffled for handles around. and tails. Yeah, and and there's, yeah, there's uh, half cut off remelt rubber there and washers and all this other good stuff. And then you look for it and you don't find it. And it's 9.30 p.m., on the last business day uh, that someone is going to be working. Um, you pucker up a little bit. You're like, God, is this really? Out I would have just looked yesterday. I would have been <laughs> fine. <laughs> I would have just done that. Yeah. I mean, thousands of these things. You know, and like, it's, it's easy to see like, you know, it might not be with a lot of the smaller bait makers, and I'm not saying we're big by by saying smaller, but there are some some smaller craft bait makers out there. But like, it really, when you look at what it takes to actually have like some kind of product line, like a deep product line, well established. The words of Kevin Amy, if you remember him from uh, Grim Reaper uh, Lures. He makes spinner baits, and you look and you're like, yeah, there's a lot of spinner baits there. But when he he said on the podcast, he goes, yeah, but to do that, you got to have fifty thousand dollars in part inventory to make these. Laying around, yeah, and it's that's just, a lot. It's a lot of pieces. But when you when you actually like look at stuff like that, and you actually break down components and what they cost, and having you know, you you just can't go and buy a hundred hooks and be like, well, I'm in it for the long haul. And yeah, 100 hooks so quick. That's like 30 baits. For us, yeah. I mean, and that's what, why we were on hook gate last year. Yeah. And that pile has gotten smaller. And that pile is going to get smaller, and we're going to think we're good, and then we're going to be screwed. Yeah, because hooks are going to be like $2,000 a dozen. Well, that, but we're also going to think that we let go in 2021 we bought that. We have enough to last 
for another couple years and then we're just going to be like oh we don't have these yeah then we'll be calling in favors to all the bait makers we know like hey (laughs) can you spare any hooks and they're gonna say absolutely not you you suck up all the bit you sucked up all the baits in 2021 enjoy yes and they're like we heard about your bolts you bought more bolts than needed (laughs) but anyways yeah it's just funny stuff like that always happens prior to the show there's always something there there has to be to keep it interesting but anyways i leave work a little bit early i pack up the truck vance comes over and it's like the rain starts and i'm like oh it's just a passing rain cloud no big deal it didn't stop and it's not like it's it's like uh, i'm oh i'm complaining about rain it was the annoying rain that people would do 55 on the highway that you'd have people in the left lane just to not get sprayed by the right lane people. And it was like traffic every single mile of the way. Like you you get through a group of a dozen cars, you you navigate through it. It takes you 20 minutes. And then you have like, you look ahead and you're like, there's another pack Mm -hmm. and you catch up to it in two to five minutes. And then you got to navigate through it. And then for whatever reason, as you get close to Cannonsburg, they blow the lanes apart. I don't even know what they're doing. Why are they working in the winter? Endless construction. Yeah. Well, they, they so the, all they're doing is redoing a bridge, but they've been one lane for about six miles. Mm-hmm. I guess that's probably like the... the or something you know what i mean yeah like so if they're fixing a bridge the bridge is how long it's not even a very big one <laughs> it's just a bridge but yeah it might be a bridge over a road mm-hmm. it's not like it's a bridge over the mississippi no no it's not over it's not the one over the river because as soon as you get past there when you hit the, the big bridge you're ready to roll it's just going over the highway i believe but so it's you, not that big <laughs> You call them clover leaves. Uh, well, are, are there on and off ramps to where if you're like a bird looking down, it looks like a four leaf clover? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that would be a clover leaf. They they also put in this southern connector r- highway that essentially connects south south of Pittsburgh to get to the airport quicker. And I think that with that they daisy chained some other parts of the road um when they when they got approved to do all this um to make that road it's it's hard to uh see on our drive down from that area because it's just another cloverleaf but that cloverleaf is the reason that that area is getting demolished right now and made anew because it's connecting a whole side of pittsburgh to the airport that's supposed to you know half the time and that's why you're in the crap of it i looked this up okay i'm gonna say this i understand why pittsburgh became a flourishing city with the rivers in in the boats and the iron and stuff it is the waterways that's important. It's a little deep. It's a le- little deeper than that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the American Revolution. 
Okay. But it's it's because you can haul great things with barges. The barges, yes. We no longer do that much with those. And and but to, to uh, traverse that area with cars, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. I hate the highway system down there. It's very bad, yes. It is and bad, and, yeah. and it, it's not it's not the road quality, it's the terrain. And they're like, let's go through the middle of this mountain. And then let's go around this mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. End up, you have to go down into the, I mean, there's, you hear it all the time. People are like, man, Pittsburgh, what a beautiful city. As long as someone else is driving or as long as I, mm-hmm. someone knows what they're doing. I mean, I've been there, done that so many times. Vance, I know you know your way around, but I mean, I, the occasional time I'll be like, you know, back with the civic arena and you're driving or we're going to what, a baseball. There it is right there. There's a stadium. But I'm on the wrong side of the river. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've like, got to cross four lanes some... real quick to get there, and two of them are under construction. <laughs> they're under construction, or they're out, and then you, you get a detour, and it's like the, uh, the the Big Ben Parliament thing. That happened. It used to happen to me all the time. When, in my younger days, I used to get down there like for a concert or whatever. It's like, that's where we need to be, right there. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> we're passing it up. Yeah, we're gonna go pass it from another angle. We'll see if you can get <laughs> it there from here. I don't know. That is that's Pittsburgh. Okay, so here here's where here's how I'm gonna break down navigating Pittsburgh. If you if your mode of transportation involves wings or fins, thumbs up. If your Good. mode of transportation involves legs, it sucks. Legs and tires, <laughs> right? Basically, if you're, you're a land animal, that's American terrible. Re- you're talking about the American Revolution starting right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it's they didn't a, know any better. A, well, they did. They <laughs> wanted the three rivers. That's what I was saying, the commerce through the through the big rivers. Dude, there's so much history right there. And, and it, it's correlated with Chautauqua Lake. Yeah. Okay. The homie general... Celeron. Do you know where Celeron is, Todd? Mm-hmm. It's named after this guy. He like comes from. Uh, he's, he's French. He comes from um, French Canada. Comes mm-hmm. down. Is like screw these British people. We're gonna go across Lake Erie. Then we're gonna climb this mountain. Then we're gonna sit on Chautauqua Lake. And oh, there's a river right that this is going into, which is now the Allegheny River. And they're sitting there with boats and people that have like made this essentially like the Oregon trail game for this like French revolution, like after the French and India Indian war. And they're sitting on Chautauqua Lake where Todd and I are casting and trolling all the time in those exact areas. And they want to go down to Pittsburgh and overthrow uh, the Redcoats and crush them and take that area. And so they do that and they go down there and there's this like big, huge uh, general down there. The guy's name's Braddock. So they, they go off of Chautauqua Lake and that's where their plan all started. Like, we're going to flank them here. We're going to get them here. Whatever. We just got to get down there. Godspeed. They get down there. They shoot General Braddock. This guy's a red coat. And that's a huge black eye to 
the Redcoats, and they're like, this is unbelievable, you know, this is terrible, unbelievable. I'm going to start bitching at somebody. So they bitch at George Washington. And that's when George Washington got fed up with it and said, the hell with this. It all happened right there. Yeah, that's incredible. It's and now, insane. Got, now you're in the same spot. You can get a baseball out of the river. Or, or smell exactly. Heinz ketchup. Yeah, but like there's so much like history going on there. Like they were sitting there on the lake, Chautauqua, setting up this stuff. And that shot, that shot where where Celeron led the people down and he met up with some other people. Like there's a guy named Jamonville and whatnot. They like they packed together. They're like, you you don't like these people. Well, I saw, also don't like these people. Let's go down there and be friends. But they're sitting on Chautauqua Lake talking about taking over something. And there's muskies underneath them. And they go on the Allegheny. And there's probably muskies underneath there because the waterways are right from Chautauqua. This is a natural strain. Muskies are right there. Boom, they go down there. Hit General Braddock. He walks like 30 million miles eventually dies of gangrene and past that time the colonies were already already done that's humongous american history and it's so important that they make it tough to get to and really shitty road systems <laughs> so they so they, they like, use the rivers because they just realized how sucky the terrain was. They're like, we don't ever want anybody to overthrow this area again. So we're going to just make it really terrible for people the roads that are on, on yeah. foot. They will, they'll be on the wrong side. I can't <laughs> the, Yeah, they, they'll drive down and they might try to get us this area. <laughs> we'll just divert them with this. With orange cones. Orange cone. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know what hit them. <laughs> There's people in like in cars. It's just skeletons sitting in the cars. <laughs> Judgment Day style, yeah. It's it's a real e- like it's a real easy travel for us. It, it's only like an hour hour and fifteen for Todd, two for us. If if there is. A, po- a new pothole that's created, it could extend your trip by an hour. And uh, that's that's like what the annoying travel is <laughs> to get down there. Navigating Pittsburgh back into college, I dated a girl on Mount Washington. I mean, so for all these years, I could leave where I was. I could be at the bottom. I mean, you can drive right there. Right before you go through the tunnel. I mean, you're talking 40, 35, 40 minutes. Sometimes it would take me another 35, 40 minutes. I could yeah. dang walk as fast as it would take me to get from the bottom of that yeah. hill because <laughs> of the construction and stuff and the roads, you know? It's like, I'll just park here. I'll take the incline up. I'll meet you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that, that that's Pittsburgh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll pass. The best. The best. All right, so we had annoying weather going down. Todd had already everything all set up. We came in. We we brought whatever I had and uh, kind of wrapped it up halfway quick. 
went and uh, went and got something to eat. Went back to the the hotel. The hotel uh, we stayed on the second floor. Um, anyone I, staying I in that you, hotel? I, I think you skipped. I think you skipped something. Todd had it set up really, really nice. Okay. Really nice. And we promptly put the worms right. That was on, on Saturday. Section. Saturday was morning on... is when, 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 the, when the worms were noticed that they were changed location. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we did it on Friday we, night. We moved it on Friday night. <laughs> you set it up on Saturday. And then on Saturday morning, I I had to move them back. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Todd put them back. Todd and carried them over again. and set them down. And no sooner his hand leave, I grabbed them and moved them back. I put them put them on the other side. We're supposed to we're supposed to have this like guide section. I almost just, I almost threw them. I was that I, that was the only time I was frustrated when I saw them back in front of me. I was like. Well, it's like, am I going to sell worms or rod holders? And I had like this scale. And I'm like, rod holders? Lots of money. Worms? Not a lot of money. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm sitting there, people trying to talk about a guide trip that's a $450 trip. And someone's like, so. What do you do with this wacky worm? You know. We got to. We 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 have to uh, figure out how to do that a little differently next year. Yeah, but I'm gonna it I'm gonna out, s- but that's supposed to be our guide section. Yeah, with like pictures and mounts and stuff, and it just got completely overtaken by totes filled Tom. with worms. worms well, that. like it worked well in New York, so why mess with a good thing? No, well in because I. Talked worms the whole goddamn time. Yeah, but we also had like a gentleman's bet on who could sell the most worms. Yeah, we like we sold more than we thought. That the coffin corner where Todd and I are supposed to put bread on the table for our families, which is the guiding, uh, was taken over by the worms. And when you stepped in that corner, when you stepped into the arena, when you were sitting there, that's what people wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was they, it was the big news. Everyone talked so like, about the worm. When I stepped into there, it was just like, you guys got in Chautauqua, like, yeah. And then they were fascinated by worms. And stuff. I think I'm going to want to, I'd like to book a week worth of, are those worms? Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll take yeah, one, that's sir. That's how it was. Yeah. Todd and I had to like jump in to conversate about the guiding and like almost come out of the booth and like block and like take them away to talk about a trip because these worms were so fast. It was like if everyone was cats, that was catnip. Everyone that walked by had to touch them. It was insane stepping in there and selling how many, how many went. And there was. I was surprised with how many we sold. Mm-hmm. We ran out of colors. Yeah. Like that was that that's crazy. It was nuts. I mean it's good. I mean that's kind of the whole point of having a create creativity bait. Mm-hmm. And plus young children like to grab them too. 
Oh God, yeah. Everybody does. Everybody does. I mean, they're they're. It's a sweet day. And like when you're talking and conversating with people, they're giving you ideas. You're also bouncing ideas off of them. It's a great conversation piece, and it's a great conversation piece to not book a charter as well. So uh, we have to change that somehow. <laughs> and and it was uh, they can be used as a straw. I heard. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I mean, you could also probably like some kind of a recorder because there are like holes on the side. Yeah, yeah this thing is rigged for everything. Play a tune with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you got a flat tire on the way back, if you had a stick, you could probably plug it. You know, like You'd the probably <laughs> thing in like there. the Musky Max hand. These shows are starting to hand out awards for like best new thing, yada yada yada. We got shunned. We always no no one gives a hell. But that was the coolest thing in the room for new baits. Oh, hands down. There's no other worm in the whole place. There's no other worm in the whole place and there's no other versatility yet. Come up, pay a small price and go with it, buddy. No, no, I I, and I will say this in a uh there was, I sold uh, jig, just the jig heads to a few people, and I did. Both the people were like, "There's not one jig head in this whole building other than these." Yeah. Not you only know, that, the, if there were other jig heads, I guarantee you ours were nicer. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say that because handmade. <laughs> I epoxied them. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, they had I mean, beautiful yeah, eyes, but, and they were epoxy. Even, even even prior to that, I mean, even prior to the epoxy, they they were very nice. So, but they're they're finished with, with absolute care. To epoxy something like that takes an extraordinary amount of time throughout the night and throughout the days to to get those right. There's there's a lot of heart behind this product, like how all of ours are even though this is a spook joke it is it is deadly it we were surprised with the uh with with, with how many we sold and and the uh the, the people enjoying them and uh i mean it's a, i think it's the coolest bait in there for, and here's something uh, that I don't know. Uh, I haven't been a part of that. Are we? Are we? Is that made of lead or, or using uh, tungsten or? No, it, it it is lead. Oh, it's I, lead. But okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, tungsten. Are, tungsten's a powdered are, metal, and I don't I don't have the presses to squeeze it. Yeah, there are people, however, that make lead or uh, jig heads with like what we make the raptors out of. Okay. Oh, you imagine how terrible that would be yeah, for yeah. that little thing. <clears throat> it doesn't have the density. I can tell you that. No, Mm-mm. not at all. Not at all. I know they're changing a lot of that. And you, I've I've seen them in stores where you you know the the uh, the eighth ounce uh, uh, you know clip on uh, split shots. Yeah, the eighth ounce split shot looks like it's a, a you know a three quarter ounce, and I was like, oh, that's because it doesn't. 
Right. Light as a feather, half floats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're being environmentally safe. Right. <laughs> right. So. Not us, though. Not us, yeah. <laughs> no, because ours are epoxied, so they're safe. Well, then they're safe, yeah. <laughs> but, so... All right, so what where do we go from there? We, oh, we we got up to the hotel. We were on uh, level two, and uh, I would suggest if you go to this hotel to uh, pack shoes or boots with good ankle support. Mm-hmm. Walking down the hallway was probably rougher than the surface of the moon. The only thing that had more topography was the surrounding area of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was going to say it was like driving on a Pittsburgh road. I don't know what was going on, but if you book the fir- if you book the second floor, you might end up on the first floor. Very well. <laughs> yeah. So we open up, and this is important. You- okay, it was it was the 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 water the, the water the air was starting to get cold. Remember, like, getting down, you're like, oh, it's kind of getting cold. And we, we get to the room, and I open the door, and it was like 140-degree air just hit my face. Like, I, I, I could feel my hair starting to curl up from being burnt. <laughs> it was the hottest I've ever been in a room that was not a sauna. It was crazy. It was so hot. It was one of those ones like I held my breath to walk in. Yeah. To protect my lungs. After we rolled an ankle to get there. (laughs) Go over to the the AC heater and I'm like, okay, what's going on with this thing? Because it was set to 58 degrees. Was it really? It was set to fifty-eight. I remember. Okay. I looked down. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's change this a little bit. And I'm like, how can it? Is that a hundred and fifty-eight? They just don't have the third <laughs> digit. It was pumping, pumping heat so much. When you opened up that door and you got hit with it in the face, you could see the heat ripples, like if you would see it on on pavement. It okay. was like ooh, ooh, ooh. little barrage there. Yeah. It it was yeah. so hot that milk would not spoil because the bacteria mm. could not survive that temperature. It was hot. It was hot. It was it was a room of extreme temperatures, hot or cold. If you touched that, the wall, you could leave your handprint. The paint was starting to soften. You could leave your skin. <laughs> yes, it melted off. Yeah. It was so hot, they didn't need a water heater in the shower. <laughs> it was... So, anyways, I go over and I'm like, well, let's... This this comes back to me trying to, you know, say, like, we could stay in this nicer place. It's $100 more. There's a nicer breakfast. It's a Holiday Inn Express or whatever. I heard that. Yeah. In the last podcast, yeah. Yeah, and and it was like, take the cheap one. So, this is all... Self-inflicting wounds here. Yeah, but I'm okay with it because I went over and I switched it to AC. I switched it over to AC, but there was no fan control. There was no temperature control. It was either full blast heat or full blast cold. (laughs) 
I turned it to full so, blast cold, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna see how long this takes to to chill this place out. So, kind of fast forward through the night around midnight. I swear I could see my breath. We were, we <laughs> I'm like, were, holy! We were we were in bad shape. Set an alarm every two hours to just be like, okay, to switch it to hot or cold. I was frozen and like woke up incredibly tense throughout the night because I was shivering. I'm like, I'm so sore right now. What was I doing? And I was just oh, like, I just got done clenching. melting. I remember. <laughs> it's like I felt like a half gallon of ice cream that was left in the car and then thrown in the freezer. It's all disheveled. <laughs> the sweat dripping off of my nose. <laughs> Turned into an ice cream. <laughs> we could just make like one more rafter and we can stay in a place that doesn't have incredible temperature changes like the eye of a freaking... <laughs> volcano <laughs> and we would be okay but for the principal reason but okay so i could not there were three functions and i find this out later it's either full blast hot full blast cold or off there was no like low heat low cool you could not adjust the temperature it was 58 which probably meant nothing to this unit yeah this unit was mad and there was no difference in the shower either. That's where I was going next. It was, yeah. it literally would take the skin and peel it off your bones yeah. hot to so ice worked. bath within like a fraction of a move on the handle. <laughs> a place to stay is a complete write off. Yeah, but it's but. it's still money. It's still money. Yes, it is. And, and my skin rationale. Is, skin is still skin. It grows back. Skin. It grows back. <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees, but skin bro- grows on the body. And that place is just such a dump. And it, it's it's great. It's, it's, it's led to incredible memories that we will have for forever with you know, going to a show like this, and uh, that that shower w- was no different. Uh, whether it was the air or the water coming out of it, it was it was unbelievable. I, I like hurried up and, and got in the shower, and we were up pretty early and ready to go uh, because we were so uncomfortable. It's a great place to stay if you want to be on time and like <laughs> three hours early. Um, because you're just so uncomfortable to, and you want to get out of the room. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I jumped in that shower and was like, ah, and then turned into the cold and was like, ah, it's very uncomfortable place. Had, had you left the door open with the hot water and the hot air from the water, (laughs) you could have created a cyclone because you had two huge fronts, a cold front. (laughs) <laughs> in a high pressure heat wave coming you could actually create a cyclone but anyways like i woke up naturally just because i've been waking up every day at, at, at those hours and i'm like well i guess i should shower and um that heated me up pretty quick until it like <laughs> started to cut through me mm-hmm. 
But anyways, that happened. My, the, the Max opened up. People came through. You know, a lot of people we know, a lot of people I didn't know. Not No major huge events throughout Saturday, I don't think. I don't think except for the worms and it was, uh, I mean, wouldn't you say you were, you were, um, I, I was, uh, I don't want to say surprised, but it was a, a true breath of fresh air to see how many people came through that place with everything that's going on because we had our doubts of shows this season. Um, but Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I feel that about both shows we did. Mm-hmm. So. And that one, and they both turned out to be uh, good. And you know, it, it it happened again. You know, we're we're not talking to each other until it's you know that wave of people come through, and. Uh, uh, which which lasts you know anywhere from three to four hours and you know to to do that and for it to have a sense of like uh, normalcy was was a, a I guess you could say it was a surprise to me but it just felt like we were at home and and that's uh, that that was really cool such a good show yeah it was a good time and then Saturday People talk about like the Odyssey. To try to get us there, they're like people come there and they just throw money at you. It doesn't matter what you make. I couldn't imagine it being better than what we experience uh, with a musky max crowd. We were told that a couple times to go to Chicago. We oh did it, and it, it 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 has been a complete failure a couple times. Every time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just such a good show, and of course, we're we're somewhat local to that area. Of course, I grew up there. Todd is an hour away and has spent his life there. Andy hates the place, but one hundred percent. Yeah, it. Uh, Not the people. It, I I hate the terrain. Right. It's just such a uh, a great show. I don't know how how any bait maker or whatever would would uh would bat an eye about about getting a getting a booth there. It's just fun as all get up. Yeah. So basically, after that, then pretty much Todd went home. We grabbed a bite to eat. Went back to the room. And um, Todd got a new net. Todd did get a new net. Which was like like nice for me too to see, because um, I thought he like lost his, but it just turns out he wants the backup. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I, I I can't I couldn't find a bag, and so I actually have three nets now. That's what I'm talking about. That's the way to do it. <laughs> the one probably hasn't been in the water in at least twenty some years. Are you talking about my net? That was a real no. low key joke, but okay. You're, yeah, you're. you're <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I got I, I got a net. Perfect. Big deal. Here's, here's Big deal. a topic. 
about a net. So there's this new thing that is out right now. It's called like a net buddy. Just I, I don't know what company makes it, but essentially you can lock your net in by the shaft to work on a fish off of like something that you would slide into a track. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw that. What do you think about that? Who do you want to go first? Todd. Uh, how how do you how do you get it in there? I mean, there's got to be some quick it, connect thing. It, it's like a it. I think it's like a ball and socket type snap in type thing. Okay. Um, it's once the fish is in the net, then you place it there, and you're good to go mm-hmm. to work on the fish. If it doesn't roll and stuff, yeah. That, I mean, another... I don't know how Vance does it, but I mean, a lot of times when I'm working on this fish, I stick the handle. Pony stuff. Yeah, I, I stick the handle between my legs and. Yeah, so do that way. What I do too. Simple way to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. You put it in there and it doesn't twist. Yeah, I mean, that could help. I know that they. If someone was making something like where you attach the net like. I'm not running, but when you got to your spot, the net sort of hung out over the side of the boat. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the remember, the Markham net holster. Mm, yeah, I remember seeing that, and I know I have know a couple people that tried it. I know somebody that lost their net. Sure, yeah, but I, you know it is hanging, dangling over the side of the boat. I mean, I don't know how it's attached, but or whether they attached it properly. But I know when we were at St. Clair, they're like, yeah. Now we don't have a net, you know. <laughs> yeah. Put it in there and it was gone, but yeah. It does I, really I just, way. The net really, no matter what you do with the thing. I mean, Van that's putting it on yeah. that roof, but you got to get up there and get it every time. It you you got to get up there and get it, and and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what the net is always a problem on the boat. It is one of the most difficult things to have some type of consistency with. Absolutely. It's in the way on your feet. It's in the way if it's elevated. Um, Rolling, I have it sitting up front, and then I say, you got to get me that net because I'm clearing a rod and doing yeah. this. It's right. a bottom little knob on the bottom of the seat up front, or it's, you know, it's something. It's caught. You're like, I can't get it out. <laughs> it's know? just like it, it's the most cumbersome thing on the, on the boat. Yeah. Yep. And Absolutely. And so you put it and you know how the you know when when we're sitting there riding the pony with the net and working on these fish, like every single net job is different, and you might have to like reach and suicide net, and all of a sudden you top rim it, and that fish is hanging there and whatnot. And the more the fish is like exposed to out of the water, the more torque there is on that shaft. Mm-hmm. the The net buddy is like a really great idea. And it could be a product that just takes off like crazy. Say for a single fisherman, um, you know, you net it and then you can just slide it in there and you're good to go. And then you can compose yourself. And that can absolutely happen in a scenario of fishing. However, it has to be that unique scenario uh, where everything works out. There's been times where I've hung that net on the side of my boat and I could feel the shaft just bending like crazy. Uh, I feel like if I put the shaft of a net on 
like to the ones that I use on Fraybrill or what Fraybrill power catches, and I put it on the ground and I stomped on it as hard as I could, then I could bend that aluminum. I know I can bend that aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, so having said that, you you put it into a uh, fixed position with all that torque essentially right there. Um, I could see there being of uh, damage done to the net. Um, yeah, and just, if you if you put a little crank in that handle, you would not be able to put the handle back in again. Right, and then then you're dealing with trying to, you know, telescope this thing and, and handle uh, it. It's mm-hmm. it, it's a really great idea. I think it's good for for like single fishermen, uh, people that are out there, you know, maybe not as mobile anymore. But I just see so much pressure happening there um, that it's something that I wouldn't use. Uh, and and it just it just goes back to this the net, you know, it's just such a cumbersome thing. And if we live long enough where you can like have a capsule and just like throw it on the ground and all of a sudden you have a net, uh, that would be great. <laughs> But Ghostbusters, that trap they slide out. Mm-hmm. Step on it, yeah. it sucks in the ghost. Yeah, it, it just it, it just is like the suckiest thing ever, you know. Yeah. Yep. I mean, okay, so I think it's a solution to some of the problem. It's mm-hmm. it's not an answer to everything. Mm-mm. Um. Like on the off chance that I have a fish in the net and I have a rod holder, I have a nice like spot where my hoop has like a gap with the net back by the yoke. I just like just put that right on the rod holder and it doesn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. I've definitely used our rod holders as a clutch to um, for it to get caught on the bag when it's time to take pictures and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Every time I'm, every time we net a fish, it's like when we take the fish out, I just make sure I make a loop around one of them rod holders because mm-hmm. it's going to catch a lot over. It's still attached. And how many times, you know, I don't have the back piece of, uh, 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 on the track, you know, how they have the stopper in the back. I don't mm-hmm. have my, you don't, right. I, do. I do not. No. I don't because, I've gotten to the point now with the trolling. I mean, just part of what I do is I go up and I unscrew that back rod holder and slide it out of there because yeah, so quick tension and doing all that, mm-hmm. it's hard not to hook it on that thing, especially when there's you know three of them up and down both sides of the boat. Right. Uh, I've been sliding that one out and then just make sure you hook it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because my buddy Ed, you know, we after he got it like a third fish, he's like. When did you do that? Where did the rod holder go? I was like, oh, yeah, I got to put it back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely. That's like, uh, that's something that I just do out of, and I don't even know that I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I will slip that rod holder out and then get ready to net the fish. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's just like, uh, you know, clearing a rod. And it's like, okay, the fish is here. I take it out, boom, 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 and I lay it somewhere. And then net the fish. And then, however, when, when we work on it and it's 
in its picture time, like I said, I'll just like put that that loop, that bag through one of the rod holders and 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 help help in that situation. But still, when you're working on a fish like in the bag, it's I you know I'm still essentially just you know like I said, Tony riding that thing and good to go. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Like Andy said. It's a really nice thing for some situational stuff, and uh, but it's still not the answer to the uh, elusive, comfortable net. Yeah, and I'm going to say this. There is not going to be an answer. No, there, there is either. No. No. Yeah. So, Sunday comes... We have the Sunday special. Painted up the suckers, painted up the sharks. DK painted those up. I matched his paints. Um, that was kind of fun. Um, three quarters of them went within ten minutes, and then the last twenty-five percent hung around for a bit. The funny thing about that was, as soon as like one of them went they all went within minutes. Like Ooh. people come by, looked at them, saw them, touched them, contemplated this and that. And then finally a guy came up. These are still, yeah, I'll take one. Okay. I'll take one. I'll take one. And like, okay, we've got none left. And then another guy comes back. He goes, oh, I was going to get another one. Like that's how, that's how, you know, you had the perfect amount mm-hmm. was when everyone got one that wanted it. And then the guy came back. And there was none left. Mm-hmm. The perfect amount. Sure. So. Absolutely. So. It's the perfect amount. Yeah. We could also blow that up. And. The, you know. Say that we have these things there. And it would be. It would be crazy. But. It's the perfect amount. And it's comfortable. For us not to be. Trying to you know, have too many eggs in one basket for a show. No, I mean, yeah, it, it worked out. I, w- I was happy with it, with how it turned out. Mm-hmm. It was fun. This, the show, the show then. And it was know, nice. It was nice that you put them on the rod holder side. That was big of you. Yeah. Cause that's what historically we've done. Just like with the worms. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it's always been. If you think you're like, when we do it, they would always be, I'd clear off the rod holders right before the show and we'd put them out. So, so anyways, um, that happened. And then, you know, not a whole lot of event, eventful stuff after that. We, we packed everything up. The totes were a lot lighter. We got the football team to go and haul the stuff out, loaded up the truck and drove home and, Beautiful weather. And um, I thought it was odd that our top two sellers in the show did not go. Yes. You're talking about color patterns. Mm-hmm. There were a lower than average amount of mud puppies sold mm-hmm. and almost no walleye pattern sold. Yep. 
That was crazy. That was interesting. It's like all the show colors that I painted pretty much sold except for maybe like four or five units. Yeah, of of we're, we're talking of eights. Of eights. And a couple tens, but we've always had show colors. Mm-hmm. And we've always come back with, oh, I have to paint Mud Puppy again. Oh, I have to paint Walleye again. Which still might be the case. However, that was um, that was wild for for us when we did inventory when we came back and it was like, oh, yeah, it's interesting wow, to see those crazy. patterns. And here's the other thing: purchase did not sell worth anything. Mm-mm. A lot of perch came back, and you know that could stem from the fact that everyone already has those colors. Mm-hmm. Um, it just could be how things went. Some things are hot some years, like black. Some years black is hot. Other years, don't even move them. Yep. And, We've uh, sold out asking for them. I did get a... I know, so, I mean, we're 10, 11, 11 years into the Raptors. I don't... I know Mud Puppy's not quite that. Mud Puppy's pretty dang old. Mm-hmm. Nine, ten. Uh, I finally got myself a Mud Puppy soft tail. I've never had Well done. So look the F out. That's all I say. Until you lose it. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably won't even throw it. <laughs> what was cool about that was there was some people uh, with like having those colors available, and there is always new traffic coming into those shows. Like, I see this stuff. I don't know what to run. And they're like, I really like that one. And, and they're pointing to a mud puppy, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we do as well. You know, this is, we love this color. It's a staple for us. And to have more of them in the booth was, was actually quite nice. And for uh, people that are just getting started or green into it, uh, you know, to have those available was, was cool. Because there were people that showed up and had no idea what a mud puppy was. And I'm not saying yep. that everybody should, but that was, uh... I'm like, yeah, that's the one I would pick. Good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, but that pretty much wrapped up the musky max. Did I miss anything? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Great show as usual. Yeah, I'd I'd say so. But um, didn't fall on the daylight savings time. No, that was great. So, yeah. And I don't know if they're going to do it on daylight saving time next year or whatever. We'll have to see what Sean decides and, and uh, go go from there. Yeah, but there, I also heard there's talk of doing away with daylight savings. That would be even better. Okay, so w- w- which is the normal? What we're on right now? I don't think it is. I I, I don't know which. I one. thought the, I thought the normal was what we were on right now. I don't think it is. Well, no the normal idea. will be whatever the one is. Whenever, whenever they say they're done with it, yeah. It no. doesn't. Well, I, I, I think the way you'd want to check that is look at the time zones. And if we catch up to like, I know at some point we might be three hours from like Denver and then some points of the year we're two hours. 
Arizona got away with it. We'll have to check there. And, and just see what makes sense geographically. Arizona like just got rid of daylight savings period. And when I was like traveling out there, if you cross the line, sometimes it was two hours from uh, Utah or Nevada. And sometimes it was uh, four hours because they never, they just didn't do daylight savings time. So Arizona is a state to check out to see which one is the normal one, or at least for that state, you know? So, yeah. Like as we're at right now, where we just, you know, sprung ahead, sprung ahead. They say, okay, we're done with it. Are we going to stay on this sprung ahead time? Or are we going to fall? If we stayed on, if we stayed on the spring ahead time, so we would have it lighter out at the end of the day, darker in the morning. Like that means in, in in the winter, it would be getting dark at like six six thirty instead of five five thirty. It would be getting light at what, like eight? Yeah, in the, in the yeah. I mean, when yeah. we shooting deer seven, right? Yeah. 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 So it'd be like eight o'clock when when you could go out and go hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of for that. I I, I like that. <laughs> you like the extra, yeah, little extra rest. Yeah, and then but then yeah. like on the flip side, if if it if we went to the winter time, it'd be getting dark at like eight thirty at night in the summer. Yeah, I'm fine with the extra hours at late. Fine with it being dark in the morning too. I mean, it's you're walking to your tree stand at six a.m. or you're walking to it at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. all gonna feel the same. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's it's magic. It's if you're not used to waking up yeah. at that time, yeah. it's not yeah. gonna matter. But it would I be weird it's... to be like, yeah, I've been up for three hours. Time to go out in the stand. Yeah, I I know. Well, I know with, 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 with for Aunt, like Andy with the younger kids. I mean, that, that's the only time that I notice it. I mean, it takes me one day. Oh, it it the he last last it, yeah. last fall it that one kicked me in the butt so hard. Yeah. But this, when you go to the spring, and I've told people, I said, you know, with young kids, I said, I found that spring is easier to adjust to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt the same, Vance. Um. Continual train wreck, ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like I said, it, but it, it but it is it is different. And and I I remember when I was little. You know, my kids aren't of the, uh, you know, he's not he's not so interested in in the lights coming into the blind. He, he's not aware of that. Yeah. However, I remember when I was little, I would be put to bed prior to the sun, like completely going down and I was upset. So that extra time of, of light wants you to be outside more, or it just makes mm-hmm. you feel like you want to be up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that when I was a young kid, very vividly. It's one of my, one of the memories that I have that'll always be with me. Uh, going to bed before the sun goes down, and you're like, you know, dang, still be playing. And that's what makes it tough for parents. You know, it's like, I'm trying to get this routine down. Now you push up this hour, and you're just like, damn, no time. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, yeah, but, you know, it's kind of on the same topic of changes. Uh, we're going to kind of put this as our last scheduled show. If you guys stuck with us this long, um, we're not going away, but we've kind of run out of topics. If anyone's been keeping track, 340 some shows. If you threw an hour and 20 minute average, that's 19 days worth of con content. Like not 19, eight hour days, yeah, 19 24. continuous 24 hour days. And that's being generous on an hour and 20. So, um, I'm going to say like, you know, we, a few years ago, we went to the, from once a week to every other week and it's, you know, it, it worked, but as things are going along, it's man, who else can we talk to? Who else, what else do we have to talk about? It's a, it's a small niche, small niche thing. We've been going at it for what, seven, eight years, almost yeah. eight years. Um, so what I'm saying is it's not dead. It's just, we're not going to be on the, on the two week schedule. If we've got something to talk about and we want to share and we, you know, we feel like we have something to talk about that people would find interesting. We're going to do a show on it, but you know, until then it's, it's, it's not always easy coming up with something to talk about and we can only do so many random BS shows. Um, you know, we, we had, we had some talk about, you know, shutting it down and we, we didn't feel that that was, that was a good answer. So, um, you know, just, uh, giving you guys a little heads up that, you know, it's going to be a little more sporadic, you know, there, there could be a couple shows piled up real quick and there might be, you know, extended periods without. So, um, you know, like I said, this isn't goodbye. This is more of a see you later. And, uh, you know, we'll, we're, we'll still be here. And, um, you know, is there anything else that you guys want to kind of enter into that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, we've, we've been talking about this for a while. I mean, I look at it, I feel like it's the same as like, you know, a sitcom of some of the greatest ones ever Seinfeld. I mean, uh, uh, not that, not by any means we're, <laughs> we're like that. We're not but Jerry I mean, Seinfeld, but we're friends or. But I mean, you know, they last six, eight years, and I mean, what, how many? How long do you keep going? And uh, we have had, you know, many guests. It's been fun. Uh, like I said, it, like you said, Andy, this is not like okay, we're done, we're out. But uh, it'll be nice to take a break. And uh, you know, I know, I know a lot of these other people that are doing podcasts now. Uh, or not all, you know, some of them are, some of them aren't. Uh, but, uh, it's, it, you know, it's kind of run its course for, yeah, and for what, for, for what we can. Yeah. Do. I mean, and, and the whole, the whole premise of the show was not a how to, I mean, you look at how the how to's have been faring. It's terrible. I mean, that's why we were good. That's why we were fresh. Right. And like, uh-huh. I I was a major concern of mine would be repeating stories too many times because that's my, (laughs) like you had all these stories. That's the industry though. But we took pride on being something different when we first started and we certainly were. 
and now it's convoluted. The podcast uh, spectrum is convoluted with the same crap that was in magazines all the time. All the time. Yep. And it's the, the couple big uh, companies that buy sponsorships and talk about the same freaking thing all, all the time. And we did not want to talk about everything that that was just repetitive. You know, we could have been jerks up here talking the whole time about Raptors, this, Raptors, that, Stingers, Swimmers. We talked about that stuff, but it always was always was cut from a different cloth. It wasn't a hard and, sell, and I think anyone that said that we were a giant ad is not being completely honest. Not being honest at all, no. And you know, go go down the street. It's the same thing. You know, it's the same thing on every every platform. Enjoy. We were the first to do it. You know, there was a lot of sweat equity into it for me. Driving down, laying in the 681. Son of the Ranger. That's right. And, you know, I've done this podcast from St. Martin to the shores of Hawaii driving through snowstorms to go down, go down and sit with Andy and do this podcast. And it is some of the best times that I could ever think of. Uh, it so much fun and it was fun to just be different. And that's what our whole thing was about is we were some, a different voice and it wasn't always agreed with, and it still isn't, but we were just here for a hangout and a BS session. But it's not going well. Yeah, just there are there are some shows that just you know, and I, I'm not I, like I said. It's it's, it's no, they're not going to be scheduled anymore. If something cool happens that we can talk about, then by all means, we're going to talk about it. But like, and I could see, I could see us like ramping up heavily when Todd and I are off the water, like back to back to this or something. You know, and, and let people know what what we're actually doing, how the guide season went, and uh, what we're doing to get ready for uh, the show season and what we have in store uh, coming up to the show season, things like that. Um, right, but, and it just as things like Vance look, looking. Let, let's. I'm going to pick on Vance real quick. You do that all the time. I I, I, I I restrain from a lot of things. Oh, uh, give me a break! <laughs> yeah, in the feelings mutual shit house. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Vance, looking at at the next six months of your life, are you gonna? I'm gonna give you a multiple choice. Are you going to have a more free time? B the exact same amount of free time, or C less free time. It, it'll be a, but it's just an hour. <laughs> and uh, none of the above, no free time. It, that that too, but I just <laughs> I love talking to you guys. You know, you guys are my homies, and I'm loyal to you till I die. And I I really enjoyed. Talking to, I guess uh, what what I was asking about was doing double days, major life events, 
that's all and that's the beauty of life you know you're supposed to make it tough and try to get through it and build character so if uh you know like a funny thing would be like to be done would be like hey we're doing a podcast on the birth of your daughter and i'd be like oh well well this is this is interesting (laughs) what am i gonna do now (laughs) because that's how it was sometimes you know there's just so to, to keep something going for eight years and uh there were so many times like that, obviously not at birth or anything like that, but uh, to to get it going and just to put content out there for people. And, uh, but I mean, it's not, it's, this isn't a swan, swan song, you know, we're going to have more free time. Um, let everybody else talk about the same crap over and over again that we've already covered and let it get, you know, chopped up to our favorite sayings, you know, big fish, big waves, big wind, big water, fall fatties, fall fatties, big rubber, all that crap. Um, But just know when we do come back, we're going to be the same. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to just, just to touch base with, we all have such busy lives. I just like to to touch base with uh, my two friends and business partners. That was like, I was the fun of it all. You know, and uh, it's not like that'll go away or anything, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think we've we've made the point. We're we're not going anywhere. We're just not going to be here as much. Yeah, if you want to talk to us, get a hold of us. We won't answer. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, everyone good. Good. All right. Well then, uh, who knows? When's the next time? It's not scheduled. That's a pop-up <laughs> thing. You never know. So stay tuned. <laughs> We're gonna pop up. That's right. You better be ready. Yeah. So, all right. With that, thanks to Fat AZ Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, Saint Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, and. Aqua Traction, thanks to um, Muskie Max Plus. It was a great, great show. Thank you, Sean. Uh, First class once again. So um, I guess with that, everyone, uh, if you're out there, good luck fishing, and thanks for listening.